Hello, you are at the net. Welcome to another episode of At The Net Podcast brought to you by Dexmex Productions. Twisting and tweaking the dials are our producers, D-Mag and Dave the Brain. Join me in welcoming your hosts, Craig Bell and AJ Shabria, who are about to take us through five sets talking tennis, all that applies and maybe even life as it seems to them. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig Bell and AJ. Thanks to our Athenet podcast girl for that fabulous introduction. And welcome fans of the great game. You're listening to season one, episode 20 of Athenet podcast with AJC and CB1 who are talking the great game of tennis as it seems to, to us. us. Plus, thanks also go out to our good amigos at Tex-Mex Productions. That would be Darian D. Mac McBrayer and Dave the Brain DeLeo from back of the house who are on the soundboards moving the dials and buttons to make us sound like real people. We're live right now, aren't we? We are real people. We're live, and so is our guest. Uh, sadly, he's not right between us, but, but he's, uh, he's he's actually watching us on Facebook. He's too. in, yeah. All right, So and then lastly, be sure to check out our good work on SoundCloud, Fireside, Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all the important communication sites that you kids find popular. And if you're a female, sorry guys, and would like to read the opening intro for Athenet Podcast and be an Athenet girl, let us know, as we're always looking for new female voices to do the intro, even in a foreign language. language. We've had uh, accents in English, we've had Czech, German, we've got Spanish coming, courtesy of WTA-ranked Christina McHale, we've got uh, an actual Queen's English accent coming, courtesy of one of our guests later in the month. Margot Carter. So we're pretty excited about the intro. And Craig Bell, well done on that intro. Yeah. What are we doing tonight, buddy? Well, we've got, uh, uh, a, before we start, I, you know, this the special guest, you know, uh, I'm going to riddle you with something, AJC. Oh. Riddle me this, AJC. How many gonna... sides have, has a circle? I want to say 360 degrees. Uh, that would be two, not... an inside and outside. Riddle me this, AJC. What won't run long without winding? Uh, without wine, run long without winding. That would be a river. Time, or okay. River. river. And riddle me this, why is a bear like a fallen tree, AJC? Because he, he lumbers, and when uh, when a tree dies, it this is lumber. lumber. And lastly, riddle me this, yes. AJC, what does our next guest share in common with money, a theater program, an act of parliament, and a monthly invoice? Ah, his first name is... I'm just a Bill. Bill. Yes, I'm only a Bill. So Bill Riddle, the great yeah. Bill Riddle is yes. with us. How'd you like that intro, Bill? Did you like that? Was that pretty good? That, you... was, uh, that was quite interesting and uh, one of a kind. Sure. <laughs> that, that's what we want to do. <laughs> I was, I'm just happy he didn't say... Boys, if I had a dime for every time uh, I've heard somebody made a Batman Riddler reference, he didn't. He, he was fresh about it and pure. I like All it. Right. Well, we, 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 we are honored to have the great Bill Riddle with us from Tennessee. He's a tennis lifer, AJC. He's, he is. He's coached at all levels, college, juniors, adults, uh, numerous times pro of the year by both USPTA and PTR, spoke at various conferences all over the world, mm-hmm. raised millions of dollars for charities, used to be being behind the microphone, you like what we're doing right here. On camera, too, around yes. the court, around the world, this guy. Yeah, he's been on TV. He's, he's had a weekly radio you know, talk show. He's married to, to a great gal named Stephanie. I don't know how 
how he married her, but uh, he definitely married up in, in life. And he's got a couple of great kids as well. I don't yeah. know how that happens. Tennis as well. players. Tennis players as yeah. well. Yeah. So we're, we're glad to have Bill Riddle from Jamaica all the way down on his birthday. So happy birthday, Bill. December 1st, 19 and something. We won't give your, your act. We'll let you I if you want to say I it. I think we can. We should give it away. Oh, really? He's, Is this a big one? Is this? I, I'm just going to say it. He looks amazing. For He looks good for 40, but he looks remarkable for 50. And the man turns 50 today. This, am I right? Uh, 1st of December, 1969. There's a big 5-0. 5-0. And you're down in Jamaica with Bob Marley and the Whalers, right? <laughs> Y'all mine. I'm, I'm seeing back up. You're singing back up? Oh, it. okay. With Zig, Ziggy Marley and the Whalers. Ziggy, Ziggy. Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers. That's, are you in Kingston or where are you at? I'm, uh, I'm down in the grill uh, tonight, so uh, just uh, finished dinner, actually watching a little uh, football, something like football on TV right now. Isn't that great? He, right. he, we're chilling in grilling, he's chilling in the and he's watching football, and we have Michael Chang and James Blake on TV right behind us. Love it. Do you think he might have a red stripe in his hand? I bet. Do you have a red stripe? Have you, have you had a red stripe today? Oh, the bird, there this guy is he's fast. so he's fast. fit. I'm he's so you. fit now. I love right. it. Yeah. A low-calorie red stripe. Yeah. yeah. For those who don't know, that's, that's the local beer. That's you the, know, he wears Adidas. <laughs> light. Light. <laughs> he wears Adidas, so I was going to joke that maybe it's three red stripes. Oh, three. There but, we go. But yeah. he's... <laughs> But he's uh, he's going protein shake tonight. Love it. Yeah. Well, tell us what you're doing down there, Bill. Tell tell everybody what you're up to down in Jamaica, just out of curiosity. Well, uh, I, I'm doing a couple things. You know, as I tell AJ, as a college coach, kind of being back in the scene, I'm always uh, looking for players, always recruiting, uh, always kind of shaking the trees and, and connecting with, with coaches. So doing a little bit of that. Um, also doing a little guest pro work at, at one of the resorts down here, and then. Uh, maybe a couple of days, just kind of just chill out, uh, kind of reconnect and uh, get ready for uh, the college season, which hits in about 35, 40 days uh, away, you know, once we get into the new, uh, new year. Yeah, January, as soon as the kids are all back, huh? They're probably all yeah. busy with finals and all that in the next two, three weeks, right? Yeah, everybody's just kind of finishing up. We've got about two weeks of school left, uh, trying to just uh, finish on a high note with good grades and take a little break for Christmas. Love it. Yeah. Did you, have, did, did you go down there Thanksgiving? Were you down there? How long have you been down there? Uh, we got down uh, yesterday. Actually, we uh, had Thanksgiving uh, at home. I'm back up in Tennessee. It was, it was nice to kind of see some family and uh, hang out a little bit and then uh, made the trip south. That's not bad. Oh, cool. So you, fl- you yeah. flew down on Friday then? Or Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Sunday? Yeah, yeah, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. And, uh, We'll stop in, in Florida for a day, just kind of uh, do a little scouting, and then head on down. So, great. What are you What are you looking for in a play? Are you looking at players right now? Do you have a couple of players in mind? Or yeah, there- good question. What do you look for in general, uh, not just this week, but in general? You, you know, it's, it's interesting because uh, I kind of take maybe a little different approach. Uh, you know, I, the UTR is important, but not the number one thing. I mean, honestly. Um, I'm looking for just you know, good kids who want to play. Uh, I'm finding a lot of kids, you know, they played a lot, they start to get burned out, and um, you know, tennis, has, college tennis has changed a bit uh, since the last time I was I was coaching about ten or eleven years ago, mm. and 
So just trying to, you know, reconnect and get in the mind of some of these kids and, and understand where they're kind of coming from. So for me, it's just, you know, kids who, who want to compete, want to play, um, you know, easy, laid back. Uh, you know, I'm kind of looking for no drama. So uh, that's, that's my take on it. Has, has the has it changed? You know, you said that, that uh, you, know, you were coaching. Now you're back into it. Has it has it changed? Well, what what's the most significant thing that's probably changed with players or maybe college? You know, tennis in general. What yeah, is it, it is it the people or the the kids or the formats? Well, you know, college tennis has changed. It's shortened up. You know, I mean, you're you're this year NAI with the same format as as you know the D1 D2 team for the guys, and we're playing. Uh, three doubles that, that is worth one point. Um, you know, no warm up with your opponent. Um, first to six, no add. It's just very, very quick. So you, you know, you, you're looking for kids that can start quick um, because you just don't have time. I mean, the match can be over in 15 minutes um, uh, or so. It's just uh, a way different mentality nowadays. Um, you know, and it's always been that. Kids are struggle in the doubles. Um, you know, they just don't play enough doubles as juniors. So, you know, you, it's, it's even more important now to have a kid that, that feels comfortable getting out there and playing and, and competing in, in, a, in a much faster format. So, so if, if, if a parent was listening and, or somebody, uh, maybe even a junior player, wh what, do you, what would you say that the most important thing that uh, Bill Riddle's looking for at Martin Meredith? Well, you know, I think that uh, not only me, but I think a lot of coaches are, are looking for, they're all looking for girls. It seems like the number okay. of uh, women players, yeah. players out there, it's just, you know, there's every guy in, uh, is, is sending in, um, uh, you know, videos, information about one play college tennis, but, but the, the females are just not. Uh, I was talking to a, a D1 coach at a very good school uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and they were still struggling to find some, some females. Uh, they had a, a spot still open uh, at a at a big time school, so if they're if they're struggling to find players uh, to fill the ranks, then you know it's, it's the same thing for all of us. That's interesting. That, yeah. So if you're if you're a female, you have a better chance of playing college tennis right now than a male. Is what you're saying? In, es in essence, they, they are because I don't I don't know anybody that's not looking for a female. Okay. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's good to know. So if yeah. people are listening out there that they have daughters that might want to play tennis, you know. Let's let's hit up Bill, Bill Riddle and uh, he'll he'll get you going. To do yeah, Tennessee, that's, right? that's Martin Methodist and and Nashville is such a cool town. Hey, Bill, do you coach women and men at the same time? Yeah, I, I'm really lucky. Uh, I, I'm at a really really good uh, small private school. Um, you know, um, I get a chance to work with both the men and the women. I've got uh, two assistant coaches that are helping out, but. Uh, you know, pretty much my entire career, I've, I've been able to work uh, coach guys and girls, and um, I really, I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, it's kind of this one big kind of extended family. Um, uh, many times we practice together, uh, which is nice. Uh, it kind of gives the, the guys a little different flavor and the girls a little different flavor. And, yeah. Um, you know, it really, it really works. Uh, do you, Do you find that uh, one? 
one group is more challenging than the other? You know, would you say uh, the guys are a little bit more high strung, or the ladies are more high strung, or about the same? Well, this this can be uh, maybe controversial, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I I really enjoy coaching coaching the ladies. Uh, guys can be a little bit uh, oh gosh uh, uh, soft sometimes nowadays. Wow. Um, you know, which is which is, but but here again, I think I think some of it is, is the culture of kids nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I compare them to you know the kids that maybe I coached ten years ago, twenty years ago, or even thirty years ago, um, you know, just in general, kids nowadays are a bit softer. Uh, you know, when you look at it, they they got everything kind of at their hands, uh, at their fingertips. Um, they don't. They unfortunately don't have to work as hard as they did. You know, maybe back in the old days. Uh, so it's uh, it's just changed a little bit, you know, and, and I think sometimes the, the coaches uh, that maybe are a little bit too old school have trouble uh, relating, and I think sometimes you just have to kind of get in the mind of, of the kids nowadays. Fortunately, I've got, you know, two kids of my own that are in that age range, so uh, I, you know, I'm kind of maybe in, in tune a little bit a little bit better. So. You're in tune, like uh, music, social media. You you you're a pretty hip guy for fifty, yeah, man. Yeah, the Riddler knows what's going on. <laughs> he does. Hey, uh, speaking of you know having a couple of players in your in your own uh, casa, what's your process? You know, is it do you find it difficult to coach your own kids, or you enjoy you know your own kids? You let let them go to other places. Kind of, kind of tell us a little bit about uh, you know your, your thought process on a, especially a tennis pro like yourself coaching your own kids. Well, um, you know, I've never, I've never not coached my own kids. Uh, I, you know, I was really lucky in, in the fact that I got to coach them. You know, not only in tennis but soccer and uh, you know baseball with my son and uh, you know basketball with my daughter. And, you know, it's kind of always involved with sports. And um, you know, growing up, I played all the sports, so I was very lucky in the, in the chance to. You know, they they like having me around, and you know, I really enjoyed you know being around, you know, you know being one of the coaches with them. Now I, I'm not one of those kind of um, uh, hard nosed or hard ass kind of uh, coaches or dads. Um, uh, actually, uh, we, we joke a little bit, but my wife is a little bit more of, uh, a, of a tough one than I was when it comes to the, the kids in their sports. But uh, it's a good combo. Um, yeah, but it was but it's, it's always been fun and for me it's, I think it's always helped me with the tennis side of things because uh, yeah, I get to see them compete with uh, in team sports and then we kind of transition and translate that over to to individual sports like tennis very good yeah good. Do, do you uh, have them go other places also too do, do you have uh, have them practice at, at with various pros that you you know around the Nashville area or do you kind of keep them kind of more in house no, I mean, most of my kids were, they, they kind of, uh, you know, they always played team tennis and, and other tournaments, and they would jump into some clinics in other clubs, and, you know, it was really interesting because, you know, my son, Will, he really traveled with me a lot. He would he would hang out with all my buddies. I mean, you know, you guys, he, he would see him at uh, coaching conferences and yeah. places all over the place, and, uh, you know, I mean, it was, he was always kind of picking up things from, from my friends and my buddies, and... I think that's what helped him uh, the most is just kind of being around all these different uh, programs and, you know, facilities and 
Yeah, all, all the coaches, you know, of course, we all talk about technical and tactical, but environment is huge, and, and that's neat that young Will um, has grown. What, Will's got to be, what, like 18 or 19 by now? 18, he just turned 18, he's a freshman, he's uh, uh, played, played this fall, got, uh, got a couple wins under his belt, you know, right. as a freshman. Does he play for Dan? Uh, he plays it at Martin Meredith? Looking forward to the springtime. Is he at Martin Methodist? He is at Martin Methodist. Yes, oh. he's a freshman. At, uh, yeah. He's he's a freshman at. So, so is he a? Um, is of course he's a player on your team. Does he function a little bit as an assistant coach too? Uh, no, That's no. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, we've got two two good guys that have played before that uh, uh, are helping out. But you know, for for me, it's. Uh, you know, he just wanted to kind of focus on on books and you know uh, playing and getting in better shape. He's also he's a volunteer firefighter. Uh, he really interesting. He's been doing classes and so whatever time he's not you know practicing tennis or in the classroom, he's been uh, volunteering at our our little town of Dolansville and, and helping uh, helping them out as a firefighter. Oh, good for him, man! What a what a credit to the. The young man. I that's, mean, that's neat. That's that's awesome. Hey, when he's at the firehouse, obviously he uh, he gets fit, but he's also he also learns how to cook, does he? Well, you know, it's funny. It's, uh, I asked him this the other day, and apparently they, they don't really cook because so many people in our community. Uh, it's, it's a nice little community, and they, they really take care of our firefighters. I mean, huh. the volunteer uh, department. So they uh, people are always dropping off food. The other day for uh, Thanksgiving, they had I think like six turkeys dropped off, which was Kind of amazing. No kidding. That takes a lot of big, uh, big, strong dudes to get through six turkeys. So, so no three-alarm chili or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard about the environment's they're chill. Always, they're always eating something. I'm, good. I'm sure, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so also, uh, speaking about, you know, because you're in Jamaica and you're, you're traveling around a lot, you know, when you, when you go out to, uh, you know, conventions, conferences, uh do you have certain topics that you, you like to speak about, or do, do people just say, "Hey, you know, whatever you want to come up with"? You know, when you because you you have taught you know tennis all over the world, really. Yeah. I mean, you've been on. Have you been on every continent? Have you been? You've been to Australia, uh, Asia for know, sure. I was thinking, yeah, so China. I was China this year, Europe, and in Australia. Okay. Um, U.S. I've not been to Africa. I've no. had a couple of opportunities to go down and just. Timing wasn't right, uh, but you know maybe, maybe one day soon. Good. So yeah. you've hit just about every. Have you been down to South America? You know, way down like Argentina, yeah, Brazil. South America, yes. Uh, nice and warm, and, and unfortunately, I don't speak the language. But, oh, uh, no Spanish or Portuguese okay. yet. Yeah. One day, buddy. You're you're I always think learning. Probably better than my Chinese. <laughs> so, what topics are you, you speaking on? Are you speaking on a lot of different things? Are they asking you to to uh, talk about forehands and backhands, business management? Uh, you know, yeah, being a being college. a coach, being a director. There's you wear a lot of hats. What what do you talk about most? Well, you know, I, I once again, I'm kind of lucky in that I've just had a number of different experiences. Um, uh, you know, majority of the time when I'm on court, I do some stuff on progressive drills. Uh, you know, trying to run your practices with a little bit more uh, purpose. Um, when I'm off court, uh, you know, recently I've done more stuff on transitioning to college tennis. 
um, maybe just kind of educating the, the coaches as well as some of the, the players and parents on, on the process to get there. There's a lot of misconceptions as to you know how good you have to be, or you know you know that the coaches are going to be calling you, and that's you know unfortunately not necessarily the case. So do a lot there, uh, and then it seems like more and more uh, you know talking about social media and how to utilize that um, platform and and all the pieces that go into social media to kind of improve your, whether your business or your communication with members or, uh, you know, events and those type things. I, re- I really enjoy that, that little piece of it. I never, never really saw myself doing that, but I've, uh, for whatever reason, just found more and more, um, more and more opportunities there, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. So how did you get into the business? What, what, were you in college? Uh, were you in high school? Did you, you know, did you know you wanted to do what you're doing right now, or did it just kind of happen that way? You know, it's uh, really interesting because I grew up in a little small country town outside of Nashville. You know, the goal was to always play uh, college football and, you know, play all sports growing up. And uh, senior year in high school, I had a car accident. Um, had a head-on collision with a drunk driver. And oh, wow. He said, you know, you're not going to... I'm pretty lucky to be able to, to live through that and, um, you know, change, change life for the better. I mean, probably one of the best things that ever happened to me was that car accident because it kind of put me on a path into, um, into tennis. And uh, it's, it's really, really interesting. One of the, uh, the first guys to give me a... a part-time job. Uh, his name is Norm Kalkoff. He was a USPTA uh, professional and gave me a job to kind of help it out at the little indoor club there outside Nashville. And I was there for a month or two and he got a gig at another club and uh, left. And uh, they said, well, we're just going to kind of watch things until we find somebody. And I wound up running the place for five years. And you were the um, interim director who became the director. Yeah, and awesome. just kind of changed the course of things. And kind of fast forward, uh, Norm Kalkoff was actually a, one of the best players ever uh, at Martin Methodist College uh, and is in our Hall of Fame. Uh, so, uh, you know, as, as you and I, we all know, tennis is such a small world. Yeah. And, uh, here I am now coaching at the school where he was pretty much a legend uh, back in the old days. Interesting. So did you play at Martin Methodist yourself? I did, and I, I just, I, I really enjoyed coaching. I, I was fortunate enough to play some tournaments and some stuff over in Holland and Germany and a few things like that, and really got infected with the, uh, the coaching bug. And, you know, here it is 32 years later, and uh, just absolutely get to do what I love to do. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've done a lot of different things. You, a yeah. variety of, from being, you know, the club business where you're operating as a director of tennis to uh, traveling around like what you're doing right now to, with resorts, uh, seeing the world, then also being in college. Uh, when do you have time to sleep? Is, yeah. it, is there any, did you, do you ever sleep? Or do you, are you one of those guys that's like, leads like two hours of sleep? Work, work out, eat, yeah. work out, work, and then work. And then 20 weeks. So you, know, you, know, you, actually, you know, in, in the old days, I would say before a year or so ago, I, I, I probably didn't sleep as much. Uh, uh, and now in the last year or so, I kind of try to find uh, a way to be a bit healthier. I, I am sleeping a bit more. Just trying to be more efficient. 
You know, that but, actually... Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been lucky to have really good people around helping and, uh, you know, very fortunate in that, in that respect. That actually leads into another question. You know, we've gotten to know each other at conferences around the country and at uh, most recently the Tennis Congress, too, this past uh, October uh, over in Arizona. Each time I see you or we spend some time together, you've gotten fitter and fitter. Uh, why and how and is, is sleep a little bit a part of that? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because um, uh, a year or so ago, you know, I've been doing this, this thing called Around the Court, Around the World, and really it was just me trying to bring a different flavor to tennis on the on the Internet mm-hmm. uh, than what you might see on Tennis Channel. And a good buddy of mine, Craig Signorelli, um, has been just a huge supporter um, and would always kind of bounce things off. I mean, he, you know, he, he's kind of from that Hollywood, uh, L.A. area out there. And, um, just, a, you know, good friend that helped kind of guide a little bit. And he said, you know, dude, you, you just have, uh, you, you have something and try to keep going with it. And, uh, you know, I just thought, I want to do this. And uh, I got into maybe just trying to be a little bit fitter, so maybe I didn't take up the whole screen on the camera and then <laughs> found that I really enjoyed being, you know, in the gym. You know, I think one of the other things, too, is I found this really good uh, gym and this trainer named Jeffrey Shelton. And as you, you both know, you find a good tennis coach, um, somebody who's, who's got passion yeah. for what they're doing, you know, you're going you're gonna to enjoy being on the tennis court. And, and this guy just is passionate and fun and uh, makes the time in the gym go quickly and you know, I just I, I, I said you know I want to try to do this a couple days a week and and now it's you know six days a week and awesome I, I just enjoy it you know um, hey is Jeffrey better, you know is Jeffrey the guy with the Chicago Bulls shirt on in the recent photo we we had of you yeah he is yeah. Uh, super super nice man uh, it was funny his I can remember back, you know, when I was in the club, my, my kids were little, they were always hanging out at the club with me, and his daughter um, is is always there in the gym, and his wife is a trainer there, um, and it's just this really nice vibe that, that you know, him, him and his, his his family are there, and it just makes for a, a good time whenever, whenever we're at the gym working out. Oh, that's great. So he's about our age, and he's he's really fit, huh? Jeffrey, I think Jeffrey's about 32, 35, something okay. like that. And, okay, uh, So he's a bit younger. He's, he's pretty ripped up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but really just, uh, you know, he, he puts a lot of heart and soul into everybody that comes in the gym there. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I think the same thing happens at really good tennis clubs and really good tennis coaches. They, you know, they just put a lot of energy into the students and it, and it shows in their programming and, it shows in, uh, you know, how much uh, people play at the club. And same, same thing happens at this gym. Hey, have you given him some social media advice, or have you learned from him because he's a bit younger? Well, you know, it's funny. Is, is we kind of shared some things. We're actually working on a couple of uh, I knew of, uh, video segments that are coming going to be coming out soon, uh, right, be- right before Christmas, uh, with some, some fitness tips. Um, they kind of help the, the average tennis player just find uh, a way to, to you know, be, be a little bit better. You know, you don't have to go 
crazy. You don't have to be in the gym six days a week. Yeah. But, uh, I think there's a few little tips he, he and Jenna are going to be able to share uh, to kind of, you know, maybe help help tennis players. So, uh, when you go in the gym for six days a week, are you going about an hour at a time? Do you go an hour and a half, 30 minutes? If, yeah, just out of, out of curiosity. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, I try to do, I, I've really gotten kind of ridiculous. It's kind of like a version of CrossFit. It's a high-intensity interval training. Uh, so it's a mixture of some strength and cardio combined. And I think the key is, because I've never been one of those people that, you know, got that runner's high. I used to get high from, like, a Snickers bar. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else. You're in Jamaica. Yeah, um, I thought. <laughs> That's why you're down in Jamaica, really, but, right, you know, Bill? We, we get in the gym and, uh, you know, 45 minutes to an hour uh-huh. of, of, you know, a couple of different circuits uh, and 10 different exercises. It makes the time go quickly, and then, you you know, you hit a bunch of different muscles, and, uh, you know, it, just, it makes it a whole lot easier. Um, plus, too, I mean, as you know, uh, you got somebody there kind of pushing you and pulling you and helping to make it not only fun but also uh, uh, meaningful, then, then you're, you're willing to the effort. That sounds quite a bit like tennis. Like earlier you were saying about how sometimes tennis coaches uh, don't always have necessarily purpose or plan to a to a drill session, and it's really the same in the fitness training, whether you are the trainer or the trainee in your case, and you're kind of both now. It's cool. Right. Now, do you make your kids in college, do you make your uh, program, your men and women's team, go work out as well? Do they work out a couple times a week you know, on various things? Do you have them in the gym? We've got uh, kind of a version of that. When I started back in January, one of the things we implemented was, was yoga for the team. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of, you know, really good schools out there that have mandatory 6 a.m. runs, and I don't know, I just never have met anybody uh, anywhere that likes getting up at 6 a.m. and going for a run. And, uh, you know, part of my philosophy has always been if, if you enjoy it, if we can find a way to make it enjoyable, then you're going to put in more effort into it, and uh, we'll get more out of it. And so we try to find ways to just do things like yoga and some CrossFit stuff um, with you know with teammates, maybe small groups, to make it uh, more effective. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I want the uh, I want the kids to, to get a good workout in a you know quick uh, short window, um, you know, be as productive as they can, and then and then move on to the next thing. Because you know they've got balls to hit, they've got drills, and they've got school. What what are most most of these kids doing uh, in terms of studies or majors? Do they have labs? Uh, what kind of um, studies are they doing? You know, you know, most of all the players, uh, well, pretty much all of them are, are full time with twelve to twelve to sixteen hours of classes, and you know, you've got uh, not only time in the classroom, but then you've got time, you know, homework and, and projects and you know, other things, and, and there again, too, you got to have some time just to kind of uh, unwind and and connect with, uh, you know, the, the kids in school and, and other things, family and whatnot. Yeah. They- so it's, uh, oh, and, and then sometimes they got to have time for a Fortnite, apparently, too. Oh. Okay. Every one of our guys <laughs> plays Fortnite. Every college coach I've talked to, and that's kind of a quite a few lately, at least, uh, uh, talks about the Fortnite, the, the, Fortnite maybe CSGO. Right, CSG, uh, mm-hmm. Counter Strike, Global Offensive, 
So, there are several names that keep popping thought, up. Fortnite's thought, probably top. I thought the Fortnite was at Wimbledon. You, know, you have a Fortnite at Wimbledon? That's our, uh, that's our uh, Fortnite of our oh, generation. It's, it's a game, not, it's, uh, a, not, not two yeah, weeks. That's the only one. That, I will say you this, because this, this, this past uh, this year I was down in Australia. Um, I spoke at a couple of their conferences down there, but in the middle of Melbourne Park, right in the center of the facility, uh, they had a big kiosk set up, and they had a Fortnite tournament going on. Which I thought was just a bit odd, um, but then again too, I thought you know this is tennis tournaments are not just tennis anymore. They're yeah. events. They're they're all these different things uh, kind of rolled into one. And in the middle of Melbourne Park uh, during the two weeks of the tournament, you know they had a, a fortnight tournament going on. So a fortnight at the fortnight. Fortnight for a fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> There you I, go. Something tells me they won't actually do it at Wimbledon, but we'll see, right? Good idea. See, we're, 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 we're going to give them the idea there right, right now. Plant right. that seed. So tell us, who, who are a couple of influential people in your life? Uh, I know you said you were talking about your coach uh, just recently, uh, the pro. Uh, Norm. In, in, Norm, yeah. Anybody else that's, that comes to mind that was influential in your life, you know, you know, it could be players, you know, coaches that you looked up to. Yeah, and this is really a two-part question. question. Do we yeah. want to talk tennis but also business? Yeah, you know, I um, one of the coaches that I had actually as a football coach, I had him in, in middle school and in high school, uh, Coach Himmetoller, Terry Himmetoller, who mm-hmm. uh, worked with our, our, our guys. Uh, I was probably with him for four years. And um, just – just a good man with, um, you know, he loved what he was doing. He loved coaching football. And, you know, just little bitty lessons uh, that we pick up, you know, there. I think I go back to, you know, those days and just remember, uh, you know, some of the things that, that he would have us do and just, he would, you know, talk to us in between, you know, after practice and things like that. So he just always had this connection. Um, yeah, I mentioned Norm Kalkoff, who's yep. one of the first uh, USPTA pros that, that I've worked for, and just a, a good guy that, that cared about. He just loved tennis. Um, you know, I, I think there's there's a lot of them out there. I mean, I I I, I can remember watching Ward McEnroe, you know, playing at Wimbledon, just you know, sitting there in front of the TV, thinking, man, that's just the kind of the coolest thing ever. The best. Um, and that would be just amazing to be able to do it. You know, growing up in a little country, you know, town outside of Nashville, uh, you know, I think we had three tennis courts in our entire county when I was growing up. So it wasn't like it was a tennis hotbed. But um, Well, Bill, in, in the... Yeah, in the summer of 80 and 81, you were about 9 or 10 or 11 years old. Who were you rooting for in those two amazing finals at Wimbledon, Borg or Mack? Well, you know, I mean, secretly I wanted the, the hair like Borg, you know, <laughs> the flowing locks uh, and the Fila. Well, I think it was Fila that he wore back then. Uh, but then uh, that, that uh, energy and passion that, that McEnroe had, uh, you know, that was that was something. Because, uh, you know, you, you didn't see that everywhere. Um, that, uh, that was kind of cool back then. Yep. Who, who started you playing tennis? Just how did you get started in tennis? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, and how old yeah. were you when yeah. when that happened? Um, I was about seven, and I got a uh, a dad had an old wooden Jack Kramer tennis racket, and uh, I would take it outside. We had a brick wall on the side of the house, 
and then right beside the brick wall was the driveway, and it was a gravel driveway, mm-hmm. and then beside the gravel was grass. So I guess I could say I started off as a grass court player. Cause I did you, ball yeah, ball stuff. you had all ball the surfaces. Come over he was a dirt baller and, and a grass player. Grass, kind of <laughs> yeah. did so you, I just get on the wall forever. Did your parents play tennis? Did your mom and dad play tennis? or? They didn't. It's funny because no, no one in my family, uh, as far back as I can, I can remember, played tennis. I, I do remember my, my dad and my uncle going once or twice to a public facility and hit some tennis balls when I was really, really young. And, uh, that just kind of stuck in my head, but they weren't, they weren't necessarily tennis players. The bit just kind of tennis. I just, uh, yeah. Just kind of loved it. And sometimes there was something about it, you know, watching it as a kid, and uh, you know, you'd, you'd see it on NBC around the, you know, the French Open, Wimbledon, the U.S. Open. Um, Amazing. You used to watch it back then. And that was the tennis boom. I mean, we're, you and I are about the same age. I'm probably just a year older, and I remember distinctly that a lot of people who weren't even that into tennis. But they were enamored of it, and they did not mind spending eighty bucks for the Fila shirt that you're talking about, and and the public courts yeah. were absolutely full. And I remember riding a bike over to the public courts, and you'd have to kind of put your racket in line, and you'd wait your turn for for a tennis court. Yeah. And I, I realize it's not really happening, Bill. What do you think we can do? Um, and and this is a loaded question, and maybe there's some. PTR, PTA, USTA, Alphabet Soup, ITF, ramifications here, but what ATP. can we do to get the ATP, WTA, <laughs> Davis Cup, everything? Uh, what can we do to get that tennis boom going again, like it was so amazing when uh, when we were kids? Well, you know, it's, it's uh, interesting because, as you were saying, you remember lining up your racket to get a, get a court, right? I mean, that's the same thing that I see every time I go to a pickleball court nowadays. Uh, and uh, same thing kind of happening there. There's a lot of similarities to what happened maybe back then to what's happening now with pickleball. And and I look at that and I look at the industry um, because I'm pretty lucky and get to see a lot of a lot of tennis all over the country in that, uh, you know, tennis has found this kind of ball, unfortunately. And... And pickleball, it seems, has maybe picked up on that. And, you know, the people that come out for pickleball just kind of, they've got that, that excitement of just wanting to be out just hitting, hitting pickleballs. They, they, it's not necessarily, I mean, I play it, and it's it's, it's kind of fun. I'm learning to, to, to love it more, but it's it's not, it's just, it's not tennis, you know? It's not no. what we grew up on with, uh, with the history of tennis and whatnot. It's, but it, there's something there that... that there's this enjoyment that people have, and there's also this flexibility that people have with pickleball that, unfortunately, maybe we've lost a little bit with tennis. Yeah, tennis gets so stratified. I know most people in tennis are absolutely wonderful, but sometimes you get some, uh, well, I'm this level and you're that level, and, you know, let's just meet after. But pickleball, they seem to just have a blast no matter what level. There's a passionate fan base, that's yeah. for sure. That, that definitely... They travel. They they they're very inclusive. Inclusive. That's yeah. a good word. Yeah. yeah. The thing that they're missing yeah. out on is that feeling. I don't know about you, Bill, but I'm I, as much as I like pickleball and I like the the touch and the volleys and some of the stuff that um, you know as you age you still have even though maybe you don't run from that alley to that alley as well anymore. 
Um, so that's the positive of pickleball. But you know what they're missing is that thing that I'm still, and I'll always be addicted to, is that feeling of strings spinning the felt on a tennis ball. Like, I love that. And sound. And I love that about tennis. And it's a little more plasticky, plasticky in the pickle, right? Well, you don't get the, the tennis ball can that you get to drink out of with the fuzz on in the, you know, when you're drinking the water, you know, which I'm sure you all have done too. <laughs> all the time. God knows what uh, that was, weird. That was, your, that, was your, uh, that was your drinking container right Oh, yeah. I, I wish. With Water. That's you, right. That was our cans, yeah. That's right. And you, and you got a little fuzz in there if you got lucky. And some some weird packaging materials, you know, in there that you had to, your liver had to deal with. I think that was, was that as best as we were drinking like this? Sure. Sure. Yeah, probably, yeah. Sure. yeah it pro- probably was. <laughs> yeah. Do you still like to play tennis? Are you are you getting out and playing, you know, some in, in your workout? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I, I'm... You know, uh, I'm getting a chance to hit with the guys and the girls on, on the team. Yeah. And, and I really enjoy uh, being able to be back on the court with, with that level of player and spending time. Uh, yeah, I've always always had a chance to hit with a few players. Um, but now spending more time with kind of that, that level of player, it's, it's, it's fun. I, you know, getting losing about 50 pounds over the past year and you know, getting into a little bit better shape uh, has has helped in that respect, you know, being having the energy to do it, and also being able to get around the court a little bit um, has helped tremendously. And you know, I think all those things kind of coming together. I, I do, I do love tennis, and, and as much as I kind of enjoy a little bit of the workout from uh, pickleball, and, and and actually, I do like seeing people who maybe wouldn't be playing tennis still doing something active. Um, oh, you know, there's a positive there. Gotta love that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna replace dance for me ever, unfortunately. Hey, and speaking of playing with uh, some fellows on the team, does Will beat you yet? And yeah, if so, what question. age? Yeah, yeah, what age was he? We both have this in our houses, so I, we got to ask you. Are you still the family champ? Well, uh, there was one time uh, <laughs> I think after a day of teaching and whatnot, he uh, we played a, a set and, and he won. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to count that or not. There's going to be an asterisk. <laughs> like that. Little asterisk. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think you know. I, I think the thing that, that we probably still have over some of the the younger guys and gals is uh, craftiness. Yeah, drop shots, uh, angles, you know, angles, dinks, dunks. Uh, you know, spins and whatnot. Uh, I'm definitely not going to blast anybody off the court anymore. But I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to jerk it up if I need to. <laughs> it's got to annoy. His kid is amazing, yeah. and he's now 29. Uh, huge server, huge hitter, but I'm sure he's still a little annoyed if you flick a lob or you sneak an ace past him. Huh? Uh, I haven't been in a long time. I, I don't play Chris anymore. <laughs> he's so good. Uh, he's, my son's name's Chris. I, I don't play him anymore. Open, open level. Uh, against, against the on the other side of the court. We play on the same side of the court. Partner. <laughs> yeah, partner. Yeah. I've learned. There you go. <laughs> That's good. Smart man. Yeah. Oh no, no, and we have a great time. I mean, yeah. I've, all my kids play tennis. I've got four. They all play tennis, but Chris is the best of them, and and we we have a great time. 
on the court. We've worked together. He's a tennis pro in Dallas, and unfortunately, doesn't work for me at, at the moment. He's learned a lot from you, though. You could feel it. But, but he, he's a good pro, and he's he's a fun guy to play with. And I always like playing with him. And yeah. you know, we want to we want to play some father son at nationals. It could be fun to do that. Have you ever done that with your with your son Will? Have you ever played tournaments with him? I have. We, we talked about it this past summer, and I was I was actually over speaking at the conference at Mobile is, uh, during that time frame and they couldn't make it happen but we've talked about that and I, I would really love to do it uh, um have you, have you and Chris had a chance to do it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we play a lot together. They're so good. Yeah, we, we have fun. I mean, we, we uh, enjoy each other's company. Not a not a harsh word ever spoken out on the court. And you know, he, he's very tolerant of my mistakes. I'll put it that They're way. almost like the Brian brothers because <laughs> Christopher knows when Craig might poach, and they, right. they just uh, maybe they are mad at each other, but it might be a half a second. And then they chest pump and yeah. move on. Yeah, when he drills me in the back with with his serve, <laughs> Boom. then I get maybe a little. 135 yeah. miles an hour. Right in the back, yeah. That, that might be the only time I might get mad. But otherwise, <laughs> no, we have we have a lot of fun together. And uh-huh. I, I, it's, it's fun to uh, uh, be able to play with somebody who shares your passion for something. I know Adrian's yeah. son, Josh, likes to play tennis and yeah, enjoys yeah. that. Beautiful I'm sure, game, too. Yeah, and I'm sure the same way you guys get out and hit. And, it's funny when, uh, when Bill mentioned craftiness. Um, I, I got him on clay last summer, and then the very next day we played on grass. This is up in Chicago and then Iowa at the All Iowa Lawn Tennis Club um, in a very small town in Iowa. And I could not sniff a break point on that kid. I mean, he's six three, like your boy. The serve is pretty big, and I, you know I used to think of myself as yeah, pretty good on clay, very good on grass. Total opposite now. Yeah. Complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to see your kids uh, share that same interest and yeah. same bond you know, right there. That, so do you like to, to watch tennis on TV? Are you still a, a fan of watching the Tennis Channel? Or did you did you take in Wimbledon when you were over there at, you know, speaking in, in Yeah, London? for the LTA over or, there. Or Australian Open. Yeah, do you go watch? Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm, I enjoy, I, you know, kind of like most coaches, I enjoy getting out to the – practice courts uh i don't know that i uh it, it, yeah i'll, I'll it, it, this is always on it seems like uh, on tv yeah uh kind of whether whether we're watching or it's in the backdrop um you know partly i'm, I'm kind of watching and listening to some of these commentators as well if i could pick up some, some players in case any of them ever uh, you know stumble or something maybe there might be a job opening but uh We'll, we'll see what happens there, but uh, you know, I, I enjoy watching it. Uh, but but you know, it's hard not to uh, to love being in some of the cool places uh, that I've, I've had a chance to go to. I mean, you know, it's it, it, it electrifying at DSO, but in other tournaments, maybe being in Indy Wells is, is amazing, and Cincinnati does a great job. Atlanta has a, a fun little tournament down there in the summertime for, for the guys, two fifty and. Yeah, so being able to, to see live tennis is, is always uh, something that I enjoy doing. No, it's the so best. Do yeah. you have a favorite tournament that you you uh, you like the best? Is there one one that stands out the most? Are they all pretty pretty similar? Well, you know, I, they do such an amazing job at Indian Wells. I mean, it's, the the venues are amazing. They they're always upgrading. You know, and catch a lot of big names. Uh, they've they've done a really good job. Is putting that tournament together, and uh, I know it's not a, a grand slam, but it's, it has that feel. But also, it's not too big because uh, you're out there in the desert. It has a, it has a, a weird hominess 
Tuwin. Yeah, because it's uh, it's essentially yeah it's essentially a small town in uh, in a pretty big time area, and it's we call yeah. it yeah, along with Miami you can call it the fifth slam because, in a way, it's not three yeah. out of five and all that, but like your college team, it's women and men, and that's uh, that adds yeah. to the energy of that place. I love that tournament too. Yeah, no, that, that's a, it's a yeah. Not, it's something about you know, the, the events to have men and women together. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, we love that. Memphis used to have that an indoor an indoor men and women's tournament for many years, and, and that was always kind of cool. Uh, but those are those are very few nowadays. Right, I think that, and and you get also that the, the better players playing doubles with each other. That you, you is see some, amazing. You don't see that anymore, which yeah. which I'm always like, oh come on, you know, get get McEnroe and Fleming out there again, or you no know, question, you know, get Federer against Nadal. I mean, those yeah. those are fun. You know, it was great watching the Hotman Cup. It was good to see Federer play Serena. Yeah, right? yeah, and that was th- that kind of that's stuff. Never going to happen again. Ne- never again. I mean, unless it's a, just a an exhibition senior. You know, yeah, later on. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was neat. That, that kind of stuff. Well, that's one of those things that if I could, uh, if I could wave a magic wand, I would make you know all those people that take lessons from us at the clubs and facilities. I'd, I'd make them somehow go watch some real doubles. You know, top uh, some you know ATP or WTA doubles before they come back for the next lesson. You know, nice. go, just go watch, it, sit back there, and just kind of take it all in, um, as opposed to. Uh, to worrying about you know taking sometimes another lesson or a clinic, you'll watch some really good doubles. You'll, you'll learn a lot from that. Yeah, that's you, amazing. You got, for, to, you got to our in question. You know, yeah, the, about the, three fourths of the way through. The, we, what would you? <laughs> yeah, the magic wand kind of thing. I like. That. We'll come back to that here in a second. Well we, done, we want, Bill. Yeah, you, okay. you're thinking ahead of us. You know, I like so that. that. But yeah, you know, we got a couple of more <laughs> more more questions for you. That, Should we uh, shift to our yeah. last set here? Yeah. Third set. Yeah, we kind of talk pop culture. Do you mind if we 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 shift? You know some. Some fun stuff because we know that it's you're an hour later down in Jamaica. And we don't want to. Uh, you, you probably got to get we up. Got to get some sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I right. can go for a run on the beach, man. Oh, you hey, there you this go, guy, man. <laughs> he, he's got more stuff to do after you us. Saw that, uh, you saw that uh, David Hasselhoff video, right? Yes. Without it, but uh, I, I'm, these new phones now, we can really do slow mo well. Right. So not quite Hasselhoff level, but we're gonna do it, man. The, the Riddler and the Hoff, you know. <laughs> okay. yeah. Hey, all right. all right. So the first band you saw in concert, who's the first band that the Riddler saw? Oh, so this is this is kind of cool. I mean, being in Music City, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Around music. Uh, it was it was Charlie Daniels band actually came to our our middle school. That was Julie, Charlie Daniels, um, um, interesting junior high school. And uh, this is back when they used to have the volunteer jam. It was kind of like a precursor to some of these festivals and whatnot. But Charlie Daniels band came in there, and this was gosh, uh, might have, might have been in you know the eighty. Something like that. So right and, after uh, the the big won. hit, right after a devil went down to Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Did, did so you... we, we actually have our own concert <laughs> at, uh, at the junior high in the big in the gymnasium, full on production. Wow, uh, they set the whole kit and caboodle. I remember that vividly. Interesting. Right. Now, if you could hear a band, what band would it be in what venue? So so let's say you know you've heard Charlie Janigals now at the junior high. You know that that's the kind of one of the the, the, the mountains up there. The but what, what's an, what's another band that you would like to see in what city or ven- venue? Like the Beatles at Wembley, you know uh, maybe the Stones. Yeah, uh, you can yeah. you can go fantasy on this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you can make go, it up. Make it up. Fantasy? Well, I mean, here's the thing, dummy. 
once again, I mean, Music City, I could go to the Bluebird Cafe and sit with 100 people and hear, uh, you know, Sheryl Crow play some songs or play some, acoustic. Play some songs or, you know, just uh, a variety of different artists will come in and play. But, you know, getting a chance to see, I mean, the, the, the big stages and the, and the big venues are, are, are kind of cool. I mean, we've been lucky to see Kenny Chesney, you know, when he was in his heyday uh, on his tour and, you know, sit backstage and watch that it was kind of cool. But but being in a, a small venue with, uh, you know, 100 or 200 people and, Intimate. and watch the singers and songwriters um, perform uh, in the round, is there's just nothing really like that. It's always a special opportunity and treat. So have you been to the Opry numerous times, I would imagine? I, I have. Not, not as much as you would think. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, some of, some of the other little venues around town uh, we, we really are just kind of spoiled and you know Nashville and, and Austin are similar yeah. uh, in that there's a lot of good music just right down the street from you all the time yeah no, the, uh, you've got the, the music capital of the world in Nashville and, and Austin, Austin kind of says it, it's the live music capital of the world so it's very kinda, similar very, yeah. it's kind of a yeah. okay yeah we kind of get what you're doing but Nashville I think more so than Austin is yeah. maybe for I wouldn't say country and western necessarily, but obviously when you think of Nashville, you think more country and western. Austin, you kind of think of, I don't know. It's it's a more of a when your when your city says you know your slogan is keep Austin weird. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't, weird music maybe. Yeah, we get the eclectic. We get some hip hop, jazz, a little bit of everything, rock. Yeah. South by Southwest is pretty yeah. cool. I mean that, that's yeah. that's a neat deal. All right, now if you're in a band, if Bill Riddle is in a band, all right. What this this is going to tell a lot about your personality. You want to be a lead singer? Do you want to be the Uh-oh. lead guitarist, drummer, keyboards, bass guitarist? What instrument or what do you want to be doing? Do you want to be out front? You know, like Mick. You know, you know, strutting around. Mick you know. Jogger. Mick Jogger. <laughs> not not even you know, Jogger. That, that's it, the thing. I mean, I, I, I unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know which one, but I, I got to be out front. Uh, you're the front man. The uh, riddle is the, the front. Multitasking, so play a little guitar while I'm not least singing, you know? We, we didn't even have to ask that question. Yeah. Knowing Bill, we knew that was going to be the answer. <laughs> He's the front very, man. Very good. Bill Riddle and the Riddlers. That, yeah. I can see that, you know, that band going right there. All right. Uh, are you into movies, TV? Do you like, uh, have you seen Ford versus, you know, Ferrari? Or do you, do you like movies? Or do you like Netflix? Or what do you do? I did, I did. I did watch some movies. I haven't seen that that movie yet, Ford vs. Ferrari, but it looks kind of cool. Uh, I, I I like Matt Damon. Uh, so yeah, I have to check that out at some point. Yeah. Do you have a favorite movie though, or favorite TV show? Yeah, favorite movie for me probably Saving Private Ryan. Saving oh, Private Ryan. Uh, Interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I like Tom it. Hanks was just funny. Uh, he just he killed it in that movie. You know? he's, he's money. That dude is he's, just yeah. Mr. Rogers. I bet he he, he, he looks just, like Mr. Rogers. You know, coming up also too. He touches a script, and you know it's good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Saving Private Ryan was was really good. What about TV? Do, do you watch TV? You know, do you like TV shows? Do you, do you watch like you know Batman? You know, with uh, you know <laughs> the great Adam West, West. Frank, yeah, Frank Adam. Gordon, Gorshin, yeah. the Bert Riddler, Ward. Yeah, Bert Ward. The, uh, the Walking Dead, like the rest of the world, seems like. Say again. I'm sorry. sorry. That's kind of hooked on the Walking Dead. The Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. That's huge these yeah. days, right? It is. Yeah. And everybody loves that, apparently. Are you a binge watcher? I mean, will you sit there and you know knock out? Uh, well, you probably since you don't sleep much, you probably will binge watch like between three and six in the morning, right? Before you go on your your workout, right? On a long run. run. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not a big binge watcher. I, I, I 
I sometimes do that too. I like really? that. Yeah, uh, music while stringing, or I mean, I don't string all the time, but when I do, it's yeah. usually I have something cool on too. I like that system. I like it. All right. Uh, yeah. Do you enjoy one of the three: cooking, eating, or drinking? What, what are all three? Do you like to cook? Do you oh, like to eat? Do you well, like to drink? I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, uh, uh, the, the, tough, the strongest drink I drink is uh, lemon with lime in it. Okay. Uh, so uh, I probably, more, I definitely cook. Like uh, to cook, okay. I love to cook. I, I, I cook for anybody. What, what do you cook? What, what do you cook? Yeah. yeah, what are some of your signature dishes? Yeah, what's a Bill Riddle dish? Oh, gosh. Um... Well, I can. I, I, I realize I'm kind of crap. Not really a cook. I'm kind of a creator. I'm like an artist in the kitchen. Interesting. I love it. Uh, well, being from Tennessee, I, I, do you I'm shoot squirrels? The, uh, the guy Fieri of the tennis world. You know, just tell me some ingredients. Uh, you know, my favorite, honestly, favorite show is the uh, the, the cooking challenges that they do. You oh know, yeah, watch, yeah. Uh, okay. Watch the Food Network. Yeah. And uh, catch some of those uh, some of those challenges that they do. You like barbecue pitmasters? I watch that yeah, one all the time. Good. I like because I like barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I like barbecue pitmasters. I like mm. the uh, the whole battle between like uh, you know almost like the rap wars, right? East Coast West Coast, right? You got yeah, yeah. Texas barbecue or North Carolina barbecue. Right, yeah. right. For uh, one of these pitmasters get. All right, so we got another question for you. Yes. All right, we've got. Okay, now this can go back. We've had some really interesting answers on this. At least four people. Who who do you invite around the dinner table? All right, you know, at at the Riddle House. Yeah, you you, you and it, Stephanie are already there, and right. you you're preparing yep. together as a team and right. creating and all that. And who do you invite, you know, to, to sit at the table with you? Who, who are the at least four people? It could be a, more, many more. We've had some interesting answers. And on you this. can go back in history, and right. you can go uh, geographically yeah. anywhere you like. Gosh, that's a tough one, man. There. There's a lot of yeah, we're, we're hard hitting here. We're not just a bunch of pretty faces, Bill. Well, I've always been a huge fan. I got to spend some time working uh, with Lindsay King okay. years ago with uh, World Team Tennis. And, okay. Uh, uh, I think I just uh, had just uh, huge admiration for her and what she's done. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and she, she's uh, entertaining and funny. And so her and, oh gosh, uh, well, when we call Hank, we kiss. Okay. I, mean, dude, yep. uh, I remember watching him best buddies back in the old, old days. Yes. I've kind of been a fan of his forever. Kip. Yes. Um, uh, gosh, I don't know who else. Tom somebody Hanks, Billy Jean. Who's that? Somebody, uh, what is it, kind of like the movie. Uh, Eddie Murphy, maybe. Eddie Murphy. I don't know. Maybe that'd be that, funny. That might be a little too, too raw for that. But. Raw. No, no, I, we, no. I see what you did there with Raw. No, coming to America. He yeah. was great. You know, 48 hours. You know, there you go. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was pre- this, from Zamunda. I'm from Zamunda. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So you got Eddie Murphy, Tom Hanks, Billie Jean King. All right. One more. Who do you got? Who, at least you got have four. Four. Four folks. So you, you've got everybody's alive right now. Would you go back in history? You know, would you go like you know, uh, you know, uh, maybe what the old ball coach or maybe uh, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. You can. You can go. Somebody like. 
like a Bear Bryant, you know, Ooh. or Dick Buckus. Yes, like yeah. Old yeah. school, hard-nosed guys. Yes. Know? Yeah, Bear Bryant and Billie Jean King, boy, that'd be an interesting conversation with Eddie Murphy and, and Tom <laughs> Hanks there, wouldn't it? <laughs> and just let it go. Just sit back and watch. Yeah. <laughs> what would you cook them for dinner? I mean, what would the dinner Yeah, what's, what's your creation yeah. for that night? Yeah, that uh, special concoction. Yeah, you we, know, I'm probably going to go, like, uh, tequila lime chicken. Ooh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, yeah. You, you uh, grill chicken. You hit it with a little tequila lime sauce. Maybe a little pasta on the side. Yep. Okay. So, like, like it. Getting dessert. Do we have any dessert? Bill, it sounds great. We'll 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 be right over. Yeah. As so, soon as you get back to Nash. Dessert, right. Probably go like. Uh, Butter cake. How about that? Ooh, oh, I wow. Good things. Boy, I, I can hear uh, some poundage, you know, yeah, or maybe some workout. You might have to work out a little harder. This this is all calorie-free stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, this is all sugar-free, calorie-free. Yeah. I before I cook it and after I cook it. Yeah. There's, there's a protein shake in the gooey butter cake. Oh, okay. That kind of gives yeah. it a, a little bit of an okay. <laughs> yeah. You get a thumbs up for that. All right. All right, a couple more. All right. Yep. Here we go. East Coast, West Coast. You like the east or the west? He foreshadowed this with the rap comment earlier. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I guess I'm probably west coast. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me and Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. uh, in the LBC. <laughs> I love it. You're in that west coast hood, as opposed to those east coast brothers, huh? <laughs> I, I can see him. I can. Hollywood, see, baby. Come on. <laughs> he is. He's Hollywood. I can see him rolling up to the kids in college, like so much drama in the MMC at the Martin Methodist. <laughs> rolling up in his Cadillac. And his 6 foe. All right, mountains or beach? What about mountains or the beach? Are you a mountain guy or a beach guy? I'm going mountains when it's kind of cool outside. You know, maybe a little, little falling snow. Yeah, I can okay. see you build a fire, too. That's I like that, too. That's a good answer. There you go. All right, favorite seasons. Yeah. Are you? Do you like summer, winter, spring, or fall? What's your fa- What's your favorite? Fall. You know. Fall. Uh, like right now. Fall. You smell the grass. Leaves start to change a little bit. So yeah, October. Okay. That's the month right I there. Like leaves are starting to change. Maybe get a little coolness. You throw yeah. throw the fire. You know, out there, a little fireplace action. Yeah. Little fire pit. Yeah. See, we're in Texas, so when yeah. you say fall, for you it might be October. Uh, we're thinking more November. Yeah, December. Or right now, yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually, it's nice. I've, I've got shorts on. Yeah. That's right, yeah. I've got a long sleeve shirt on, but I've got shorts on. I, I, you know, it's, it's nice and it's still pretty warm out today. Yeah, it's pretty good today. All right. What's your favorite holiday? What's the Riddler's favorite holiday? Oh, right. February 2nd. Groundhog yeah. Day. With Bill Murray? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Kevlar. Andy McDowell? Yeah. Yes. Come on, now. That was a great movie. But also a good movie, right? Brilliant. What's your, what's your, favorite, uh, what's your favorite holiday? Probably, you know what? Uh, it's Thanksgiving. 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 Okay. And you were born. There's no presents. You just get people together. You eat. You, know, you got good food and, and, and family and friends around. You know? And then and then a few days later, you celebrate Bill Riddle's birthday. Right. That's right. That's there, there you go. Just what then you do. That's it. Well, in, in honor of Groundhog Day, what's your favorite holiday? Remember that was. Remember that's all. It was a reoccurring loop. <laughs> See right there. He's doing it. I'm doing it again. I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna ask you that same question in another five minutes. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, uh, we're, we're rounding the corner here. Yep. We've got. Uh, what do you like to do in your spare time? What does Bill Riddle like to do in his, in his spare moment when you have one? 
you know, nowadays, honestly, it, it is to uh, go to the gym. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've really kind of gotten a little bit addicted to it, just, just kind of being there. And also, too, I can kind of turn off, you know. Nobody's asking questions. Nobody expects anything. I just kind of get to veg out mentally and just kind of do my thing, you know, which is kind of nice. That's important. That is a, a, a piece of therapy there. That's neat. Yeah. What do you like to do in your spare time? <laughs> we're still <laughs> we're still Groundhog Day. All right. That last question. Here it is. Here it is. I, I totally. Now we're going to come back about from 15 minutes ago. Actually, we're going to do this in, in a in a smart manner. It's yeah. not going to be the same question. But so we, we we were talking about this waving the magic wand yeah. of tennis. All right. And you're commissioner, and you can do anything that you want to do. I know you had talked about having you know students watch more doubles. Is there, yeah, yeah. Your your answer was more um, micro, and now let's blow it up. Macro, macro right. big big picture. Yeah. What are you going to do? You wave the magic wand. This is the the creme de la creme. The big question for it, that we ask everybody at the end. Yeah, um, boy, this is probably where it comes off the rails. Unfortunately, uh, I, I'm probably uh, definitely going to give uh, find a way to get more money uh, down to the grassroots areas. You know, um, with programming. Helping clubs. I mean, I know the USDA does what they can, but I, I feel like there's got to be a better solution to to the problems that we're facing nowadays in, in the industry. Um, find ways to kind of bring funds back to tennis, uh, get, get kids and people just on the court, just with a rack in their hand, and just get involved. You know, it just comes down to that simple. Just uh, get get them on the tennis court. Um, you know, I, I kind of like some of the things, the changes. Got a few train over the change of Davis Cup right now. Uh, we'll you like see how that? that goes, but uh, I, I, you know, the other thing I do is I try to find a way to put uh, more bunch and seats in tournaments. You know, uh, giveaway tickets because uh, you watch some of these tournaments nowadays, and there's a lot of empty seats. Yeah, um, and yeah, we've talked when about you, when that. When you watch on TV, and that just sends a subliminal message to people that why would I want to go to that? You yeah, know? it's to kind me, of it just seems like. Like, we got to do a better job of that. You either don't show the stand or give away the tickets and put somebody out there to, to watch, you know? I'm with Which you. Would be great if you turn on a, 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 a tournament and there was, you know, 300 kids sitting there watching tennis. That'd just be amazing. That would be remarkable. And I liked your idea of, of sometimes don't show the crowd. Even if it is 300 kids screaming, I love that. But I really like that can't, when the camera is low, like six feet up or five feet up, and you can see sort of eye level. Granted, you're not seeing the whole the, the ball on the, on the court and all that. But occasionally I love that, that uh, uh, camera angle. I love your, the purity and the simplicity of your answer, by the way, Bill. That was neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we need more of that in, in well, tennis. If you look at if you look at football or something like right now that's on TV and you, yeah. they showed the stand and there was nobody in the stand, then that just sends a, a different message, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we just kind of maybe address a couple of these little things that we can fix possibly. Yeah, there, there seems to be uh, – USC does a great job at the U.S. Open. I mean, and I'm not going to throw stones at USC. I think they do a fabulous job in some other things. But, but uh, uh, yeah, the, the, there's tournaments that just – we watch. We comment, you know, Adrian and I just to ourselves that, yeah. Uh, yeah, we watch. There's more people in this conversation than there are on, on television, you know. And there's only three people, and we're kind of like, you know, why are they, they doing that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like more ball kids than fans. Where right. are that? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah go give – 
free free tickets away and, yeah. and try to put as a promoter I, I know you, you think big picture you're a macro kind of guy obviously you know talking like like what you're what you're thinking big picture yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't understand you know why um, more events wouldn't want to do that you know as opposed to yeah. ha- having empty seats that just don't look good on TV yeah. you know, I, I don't I don't get that and so that's just yeah I just, I just cringe when I, when I see that yeah but yeah, yeah. The, the other thing I'd be too, and this would be this would be possibly controversial is I would just find a way to have some kind of a, an open uh, forum for uh, question, uh, question, comment, suggestions. You know, I mean, tennis pros are always kind of questioning things uh, that the USCA does, and I don't know. I, 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 I find a way to maybe let them uh, ask those questions uh, and be connected a little bit more. I, I think sometimes we. Uh, the tennis world is in the dark a little bit, and so the communication is, is key to everything. And so, uh, whether, whether you change or you don't, uh, allowing allowing someone to to ask questions or or uh, or prevent or whatever the case may be, just uh, possibly can help the situation. So that's, that's love a, it, town yeah. hall style. Right. Um, Kind of open grassroots, yeah, well, I like well, that. Well, I like NASCAR. NASCAR, I mean, th- those drivers, they're open for people come up to them in the pits and just talk to them, and just like they're regular regular people, and NASCAR is really popular. Yeah. Uh, you know, tennis, uh, yeah. I think th- there could be something where you're required to go out, you know, and sit out there and just uh, talk to the people. Yeah. Not just, you know, I, I know that, that they don't always have all the time in the world, but, you know, hey, you, know, you can give 30 minutes and have, you know, people just sitting there just, you know, Firing, firing away at you or just uh, I, I would love that because I want Nastasi and Rios and Kyrios and uh, a bottle of whatever they want uh, I, I want to ask them questions well, well what about Rafa would, yeah. Ra- would Rafa be there you think well you know I will probably give the same answer every time is uh, my coach tells me this I work hard I embrace the heat I like humidity I like to roll my arms I like to roll my forehand and I like to play feather. Poor, poor Roger, you know, he's too many R's in his name. It's, it's not a good matchup for me. You know, it's, it's just too, it's too, he's much better than me. But, but uh, well, yeah. he only by one slam. Now, now, if you were to play Andy Murray, would would he would he would he be a good person to interview? You think as well out there? Um, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I've got a riveting voice. I'm um, I put lots of people to sleep. Um, I'm, I've been doing lots of. Uh, Charity work for insomnia charities here in the UK, and it's been been quite successful. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Bill will get get a good night's sleep. Yeah, probably if Stephanie's listening, she's already snoring next to him. Just just in 20 seconds of Andy Murray, right? Yeah. So it's not just my boring, incredibly boring tennis game. It's uh, it's just a quality, and I think that would be great for tennis. Yeah. Do you, do you think? Do you think? Uh, w- would Judy be a? You know, would would she be good for? Coming to tennis and being a part of the, the Bill Riddle show as well. Judy Murray's hilarious. Bill, what do yeah. you think? Uh, <laughs> we have to get anything Judy's involved with. Uh, count me in. Uh, she's <laughs> awesome. But I, I do like the, the fact that you've been practicing. Uh, the, the Andy has gotten much better. He's, uh, he's doing pretty good with it. On the, on the <laughs> I, I will. He does it on the Andy stuff. He's he's, well, he's working on his Nick Kyrgios as well. Oh, uh, it's not quite ready for prime time. And also, you know, it's hard to. I think uh, I, I, I'll, if you go with the sleeveless shirt when you do the uh, the Rafa, it might help you. I I need to do sleeveless and headband. Oh, yeah, and you need to touch your butt, then your nose, <laughs> then, then your eyebrows. You know. 
<laughs> and straighten my water bottles. Put your headband and a lot of Basically, basically, I need props, or I just need to get the accent better. Yeah, yeah no, and get, I will. He's getting it down pretty good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I yeah. will. I'll keep working. But but the Nick, uh, yeah. I must admit, I love doing the Nick, and I will debut it. But debut it one day on the on the show. But my wife uh, jokes that. If I get in character and I practice three or four takes of Nick, and I have a couple of fun practice videos on the mic and all that, like later that day it'll creep in, and I might have called my my our female dog, her name's Penny. I might have called her bro a few times, and might you know, like it, it just kind of slips off. <laughs> you, you must come to India and and and, and have many rupees. Haji we, we, and Bandit. <laughs> Speaking of dogs. Craig does a good Haji. Every once in a while, Bill, you must come to India and have curry with us. <laughs> You, you, you didn't know we, we would roll out all this kind too of stuff. Too many. Too many at the end there. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all good, man. Man, thanks, thanks for rolling with us, Bill. Yeah, Bill. This is so fun. Yeah, we, we've had a lot of fun with, with the great Bill Riddle from Tennessee. Yeah. The Tennessee Volunteer, right? From Jamaica also. Yeah, that was wow. neat. Thank we're, you. Well, we're going we're gonna to do our countdown right now, do a little dismount. So thanks for listening to Season 1, Episode 20 of Matt the Net Podcast. 20 of these, AJC. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Be sure to tell a friend or friends as we like your peeps. Hopefully they'll like us. And yeah. that's the Tennis News as it seems, seems to us. Good evening from Dallas, Texas, and, and from Jamaica. Jamaica, man. Bill, huge thanks. That Thank was you. a lot of fun. Everybody, have a great night. Thank you. God bless. Take care. Take care. Good night. See you guys. Bye-bye. See you, buddy.